It is Thursday night. It is not a real libertarian night. Um, it's a little quiet because I'm not in the studio, so I, I don't want to scream and keep people awake. But uh, we've got a special episode tonight. Uh, we've got, you know, our boy Braxton on. And uh, as usual, uh, Mr. William, um, I think I'll just bring him on just so we can do these ad reads all together in a free way. Cheers. I love the idea. Let's do it. Let's read them. You know what they say. It's not gay in a three-way. That's right. That's been said. And you can find us in a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-way podcast frenzy with all of these wonderful networks, Twitch, Facebook Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, and Twitter. That's only eight. That's okay. Still, not Still a bukkake. <laughs> I can put you in first class... <laughs> Up in KY, that's James Toyer. Um, Toyer for KY.com is his website where you can find out more about his campaign, donate to his campaign. T O L L E R for KY.com. Uh, oh, I got such one. Uh, LP Veterans Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. Go check out the LP Veterans Caucus on Facebook, Twitter, and uh. Follow YouTube somewhere eventually. Actually, yeah, you can on Tuesday. Uh, night. That is correct. That's right. Usually, but not next Wednesday night. But maybe next not, Wednesday. He's not bipolar. He's not bisexual. But he is <laughs> for like one of them. You can learn more <laughs> at hitstimealaska.com. He's only one congressman seat, and he's going for it. So vote for him. Um, <laughs> bootleg wasn't yeah. ready for that. Also have Redemption Tactical. Oh, yes. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm clipping that and sending it to his campaign. Uh, <laughs> He's going to have a plethora of clips of me butchering his campaign hats on here. <laughs> Will could have gone on, but he was keeping it pretty gangster. <laughs> so, so he cut off. Not bipolar. Exactly. Not bisexual. It got worse. Could have kept going, but he kept it pretty gangster. Find us at notarealpodcast.com. Learn our story. Oh, you know what we need to add? I'm going to add it right now. You can also find us at crowdlibertarian.com. And newly – wait a minute. Did I fuck it up? Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. lpvets.com where there is now a history and about. You can find all of our Facebook, social media on that website. It looks phenomenal. So actually, can I show you guys that? Let's just look. Yeah, at go it. for it. I forgot, so to, I forgot to send in my favorite movies for my bio, though. Oh, yeah. We still need to do that. We still need to do that. Honestly, the bios, everything's a little weak, but we're getting there. Yeah, very true. Very Boom. true. Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. You can join. You can volunteer. Get our social media. Give us your info so we can bug you all the time. We have like all this shit about us. Braxton Voorhees' name is on here. It's phenomenal. So that is phenomenal. Come see us. <laughs> oh, we like that better, or do we like this better? Uh, Go back to the other one. I like this one. Yeah. I feel like it's more equal because I don't cool. feel so squished. You know, you guys kind of compressing me like a fucking Oreo is a little – that's a little gay. It's just weird. Let's not Jesus. do it. That's brutal, Will. That's in California. It is it's, – it's woke month. Uh, it's the LGBT lettuce, bacon, Gatorade, and tomato month. So let's let's talk about that in honor of wake and woke month. I have something to talk about post-convention, and that will segue us into all of our convention topics. But – Outright Libertarians, which is not a caucus, but essentially a caucus, an organization that is pro-LGBT or pro-GSM for Libertarians, changed its name today to Outright USA following, and they posted a long thing about the Mises Caucus and the takeover. And Well, isn't that so they they don't want to be associated with the party, is what you're saying? Right. So, But is, if I were a uh, – if I were Outright – which I'm not, I'm in Narnia, but if I were outright, I would think that by, you know, by dropping the libertarian kind of like willingly, you're kind of giving Mises their way, if that is the uh, enemy. Right, <clears throat> hypothetically in their mind, right? 
But yeah, I guess not. But uh, well, it was nice knowing you, outright libertarians, and we look forward to working with you as outright uh, USA. So, uh-huh. Both of you do claim Mises, right? Not Braxton. Braxton. Not Braxton. Will does okay. Uh-huh. I was just, I was just trying to lay out the groundwork. So I did want to say before we get into this too much. Um, the views expressed on the show, as always, are the representation of each individual who states them. Um, so if I piss you off, uh, don't message Will or Braxton. <laughs> come at me and don't be a bitch. And vice, and vice versa. These are these views have been approved by our filters, and they're not really going through much qualification process, but they're still going to put on the air either way. So fuck it. Uh, fuck it. So yeah. So I think it's crazy. You know, I feel like people. You know, they they came with more numbers than anybody else the Mises Caucus did, and they won the elections, you know, and I, I don't like the removal of the planks necessarily, um, but I understand it, and I don't dislike it terribly either because I, I get it, um, but I don't think that it's right for, for libertarians to bail from the party like that. I think this movement's too important, and the party's too important. I think... Uh... I think people have the right to leave. I also don't think it's a smart move to leave if you don't like the way it's going, because now all you've done is abandon the people who would ally with you that you've now left behind, and they now have fewer numbers. Mm-hmm. If you would like to change the party, which I always encourage, um, stick around, make that change. I, I'm not pro Mises. I'm not anti Mises. I call out a lot of Mises shit, which I will do tonight. I will call out, I always call out a lot of anti-Mises shit, which I will also do tonight. And it's going to piss a lot of people off, but you have to be willing to stay principled to what you believe. If you think this party is the way to go and you think that the work that you've done shouldn't be sacrificed, stay and fight. Damn right, dude. Here, here. Well said. Mm, sounds right. That's exactly right. And this it's just too important to not fight for. And, you know, like, I, I, I'll stay and fight for it if, if, the left took over or the right or whoever takes over, like, fuck that. It's until, until they really, until they're electing Republicans and shit, we'll be fighting for it. So I want to ask y'all, how important do you think the elections this past weekend were? Like, on, on a serious note, like, do you think they were actually that important? I'll go first because I have no idea. <laughs> I, seriously. I mean, yeah, I honestly don't know. So I need, I need, I'm here to learn you guys. I'm here to observe. I would say so, especially from the chair perspective. Um, Angela McArdle seems like a very, you know, prominent executive. Um, I think she's really like strong in that way and has a good EP and like knows kind of how to direct people. Um, I think she kind of comes across as as a director and does a good job at organizing. Um, so I, I think it means a whole lot. I think that there's a lot of great people filling great positions. Uh, I'm really happy with the Region Seven rep and alternate personally that we're sending out to the LNC, um, but. It's it's going to be awesome. So I think I think it means a lot. And I think it's going to be a. I think it'll be a change in energy. I don't think that the LNC was previously doing anything wrong. They dropped the ball a couple times. I think it's a difficult thing to run a fucking party. Um, but I think Mises Caucus will do a great job with it. So my opinion is now what it has always been: the LNC and LP National can go right fuck themselves. Um, because at the end of the day, the only thing that affects my state is me and the people that work in my state. If you want your state to be more free, you have to work at your state level. Like if we think we're just going to win federal elections and just, oh, look, we're going to repeal shit. We're fucking stupid. We have to start working at state levels. When the day that LP national matters is the day that I leave party because they have now become too big for me to be a part of this as an anarchist. That is what I will say. That day that where I'm like, look, the chair of this party is going to do some fucking egregious shit against human rights. That's the day I can leave. Because that day was like Braxton's, like that was two years ago for Braxton. Braxton decided that a long time ago. Wait, what? That you think that the party's like too big and operational for an anarchist to be a part of? I don't. I've never said that. I've never well, said that. Well, you're like anti-voting and like stuff like that. I, I I just think it's odd. It just like libertarians are kind of because I mean, okay, of course there's the classic divide between the anarchists and the anarcho-capitalist, but it is a little bit paradoxical. But it's basically just if you are on the anarcho-capitalist side, you have to be awful darn white-pilled to 
put any stock, any faith, any work into a political party. So, because I, mean, I think a true anarchist would just be at home, like whatever, raising their crops or making their shine, whatever. Um, so I, I think you know. So I, I just think an anarchist who also is a libertarian is a little bit different than you know. It seems kind of one foot in, one foot out. But I, you know, I, I, I definitely started out as a minarchist, remember? So I mean, and I, I really like the party because I like so many of the libertarians. There's a lot of libertarians that are hooping, hollering, rees, but. Uh, there's so many of them that I like. So that's, that's my favorite thing about the party. Actually. I think there's a difference between being a anarchist in ideology and being an anarchist in practice. True. And uh, for instance, for me, I have a job with a uh, W2 and uh, you know, a salary that my taxes come out of it before I have any say in it. Um, you're right. I could quit and I could like stay home and, and cook, you know, my own food and hunt it and make moonshine and whatever. But you know, I'm an anarchist ideologically. That doesn't mean I want to practice it right now in this society, but I can still work to make the society more libertarian and male, more <clears throat> anarchist. So W two, I just want I just want to say that more quick. W two sounds like a really shitty uh, spinoff on a George W. Bush biography. So W two sounds like a shit movie. Anyways, yeah, fuck that um, <laughs> I mean, fantastic. Anyways, so look, like in reality, like um. Yeah, uh, so the only things that I voted on this weekend uh, was basically noted to pretty much everything because they fucked my boy Tony and they fucked my boy Alex. So I wasn't going to vote. I was like, fuck them. I said, I, I just, I'm not going to partake in the system. It's so fucking stupid. I'm not going to do any of it. I didn't vote for chair, vice chair, secretary, or uh, treasurer. I just voted noted to all the above. And the only thing I did vote on, <clears throat> the only thing I did vote on, was to remove the abortion plan. And I'll say this for one simple reason. I don't think any entity should have an opinion on abortion, pro or against, especially the Libertarian Party. don't think they should have a pro stance. I don't think they should have an against stance. I think it should be uh, listed under rights. The reason I don't think it specifically should be a plank is because there's a lot of Republicans in this country that are disenfranchised by the current Republican Party, and it's going to be insanely hard to bring them in with that on there. Now, I know what you're going to say, but as someone who lives in a Republican majority area and they do a little bit of research and find the Libertarian Party, that's going to be the big talking point. And if I can get past that and then get them into thinking on stuff like guns, the shit that they relate to, then you can feed the abortion thing in there. You're, you're not wrong. And I respect the effort and what you're calling. That's called we call that uh, paleo libertarianism by the way, which is just the, the effort of working within the Republican Party and trying to bring Republicans over. My here, I agree with you that we need to use that as a strategy, and I love that the Mises Caucus targets that, but I don't think that's a valid reason to adjust our platform. I think that our principles should be libertarian principles, period, regardless of what anybody else in the world believes. And, you know, if I, I get the idea of, like, um, I think that there are pro-life libertarian arguments. So I also don't really care that it was removed too much because I think that, you know, it is a big umbrella party. Um, but I don't think that strategy should influence our platform. I think platform should influence our strategy. I think the big issue is that the way that it was originally written wasn't super specific. Um, I think if we, if it had been described a little bit better, it would have been a much better, uh, way, but the problem is you get that many libertarians together and it's going to be a fucking piece of shit line. It's going to look like shit and it's going to be the dumbest sounding thing ever. That's why I was worried about amending it versus like just removing it and adding it back if we needed to. But um, I think we could have actually worded it a lot better to where it would have worked. But most libertarians don't know how to talk to regular people. They don't. They just scream taxation and theft. I watched a fucking guy get kicked out of the bar downstairs because he wouldn't leave people alone to talk about politics. He was at the fucking convention and he was just like, he got kicked out of the fucking bar. I'm like, shut the That's fuck sad. up, dude. Yeah. Was his name Nick Sarwark? No. Oh. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that fucking like 
Look, I'm not saying Nick Starwark's a fed, but he's got the fed boy moves in him. Nick, Nick Starwark is a fed by my, all my understanding and intuition. That's what I believe. I mean, I'd have to be convinced by him otherwise or somebody otherwise, but so far, I've, I've seen enough. That was some fed boy shit, wasn't it? Dude, bro, he's, here's the thing. I've watched videos of him enough to know that he's an intelligent person. I know that he has like a rational mind, but he says extremely irrational things. And I don't believe that it is possible for the person I hear speaking to say the bullshit that he says and actually believe it. I think that he's part of like a game and a gimmick. And obviously the, the you know, theatrics at convention probably cemented that in my mind forever. So I'm going to have to see some hard evidence that Nick Sarwark's not a fed at this point. Yeah, it's um, it was it was pretty obvious. Like you in the video, you see him running, and he runs into the guy. I mean, if he just turned around and said "fuck you" and walked off, okay, sure, you're just kind of a dick, but whatever. Yeah. And then he throws this big fucking fit about like, "Oh, he bumped me, he bumped me, bro." You ran into him, like, like that should have been. Oh god, it's so stupid. So that happened. And he tried to blow it up, and a lot of people tried to blow it up. And then it, it kind of died down. It was like, eh, that looks bad. So the other thing was, did you hear, like, so were you, where were you at when you heard about the, what was it, the trans activist that got beat up? Uh, What? So I got a text uh, or on, on Discord saying, hey, a trans activist just got beat up. What's going on? I was like, I don't know. And I go downstairs and so I started asking around and basically what it was, was there was a verbal altercation and then someone tripped on something and fell and they called it an assault. But no one actually got arrested because it's not actually assault. Dude, convention was stupid. (laughs) There was a fight at one point and they had to break up, I guess. I think it was something separate though. Yeah. Oh. Well, I oh, wish there would have been more advice. That would have been cool. Just kidding. Maybe the same thing. I've heard something full of shit. I don't know. Uh, well, D. Frank told me, Frank Robinson, he's like the founder of the party, so he's cool. He's I would trust his word. He said he saw it happen. But oh, he's a small world man. Just kidding. He's he's trustworthy. Was the fight downstairs? No, it was upstairs right outside of the ballroom, like in the kind of where – did you see where Frank – or uh, not Frank. What's the – Nick Gillespie, where he was set up. The, uh, like, reporter guy with the cameras and the lights and stuff? Across from the you are the fire table? No, on the other side of the convention hall. Closer to, like, credentialing and all that. Oh, yes, yes. That's where it was? Yeah. Oh. Did you, uh, how was, how was, you you partied the whole time, right? How was your weekend? Did you have a good time? I didn't party the whole time. I Mostly, I spent the time networking, uh, talking to people, trying to, Promote this show or promote uh, stuff that we're doing in Tennessee, um, like uh, for all Tennessee and uh, a couple other organizations. But yeah, I spent most of the weekend talking to people, hanging out. I met a lot of really great people for the first time. Um, uh, I met a lot of people I've talked to online. It's fucking amazing. It's always great seeing somebody go, Who the fuck are you? And you say bootleg, and they're like, Oh shit. Because <laughs> it's it's it is surprising to a lot of people. Yeah, I bet. Dude, were you a delegate bootleg? Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I represent that in the best way, just by yeah. not take, taking part. Right. Fair. I took I took part, but I left early, so I didn't stay for the last day. So I wasn't there for the platform stuff, but. How is that organized? You you vote for the uh, you vote for like XCOM, and then they you vote on issues like the platform and all that stuff too. Yes, and all this stuff is submitted probably prior to convention, right? So you know what you're going to be voting on when you get there. No, well, okay, we know we they they submitted an agenda prior to secretary, and that shows what's on there. And what's always going to be on there is all of the elections that are required by bylaws. As well as all of the, uh, yeah, all of the elections and stuff required by bylaws, as well as business. I mean, in business, you can also introduce new business, but that initial agenda is viewed ahead of time and then approved by the body initially, but it can always be altered by Robert's rules of order and motions and things like that. Um, I yeah, would like so, to defend the rules. Yeah, so bootleg libertarian 
ran for secretary of the LSC. He received one vote. And I did not run. I mean, he was tied for fourth place. So let's not say that this is like bad. I, this is a good start to bootleg's <laughs> political career. I got Amen. wrote in. Uh, so we're all sitting around bullshitting and people are at the mic. So everyone's ignoring them. And the Washington delegate or chair, the uh, head of the Washington delegation goes up to the mic and says, hey, we have a correction. And like, okay, what is it? Uh, there was a write-in for Christopher Darnell. I was like, who? I just said my name out loud. That's awesome. Anyways, it was awesome. Um, I fucked that up. You know what the Anyways. best part of convention was, though? What? Meeting Stephen Witt in person. That dude? For the first time, he wasn't. The best dude that is ever libertarian. Yeah. I might I might say this, and I don't say it. Stephen Witt might be a real libertarian. I'm not positive. Nah. Nah. I don't know, man. He seemed he was pretty pure. He's a Whoa. pure dude. <laughs> That's terrible. But yeah, so I got wrote in for secretary and treasurer. And uh, if you were nearby when when this happened, I said I can't even count. Why are you put voting for me on this? Um, so this sucks. People are now saying, like, you should run. No, I will not be running. <laughs> That's not a thing that's going to happen. But Steven is pure. That's an awesome dude. I know. The I know. Greatest true. of people. Truth. Truth. But hell yeah. So, Braxton, what questions do you have about the, the magic? All right. So who's the chair of the Oklahoma delegation? I am. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Is that – do all the delegates vote on that? No. Or is it just de facto since you're chair of the party? Vote. They have to like the delegate chair is not necessarily the party chair. Sure, That's sure, sure. But, okay. So yeah, we had a meeting and voted on it. Gotcha. Think, and, so is that in y'all's bylaws? Uh huh. Ah, oh, that's why. That's interesting. Yeah. So we. we oh, get, is Tennessee different? So, uh, Dave Jones was the. Uh, he's the chair of the state party, and by default, was the head of delegation. By default. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Makes sense. Dave's cool. I like that guy, man. That's a great guy. Uh, Bryce, will we, uh no. <laughs> I might be, I think I'm a little bit wrong on this, but I'm trying to think of like the people who got elected and like whenever, just like there's many different kinds of libertarians, like there's libertarians who were, you know, let's just say lowercase L because they're basically Republican, but they're still a libertarian and they can still be a good libertarian. Same yeah. thing where they just seem like a Democrat when you converse with them. All they want to talk about is, you know, decriminalizing drugs and, you know, civil rights and stuff like that. So there's that kind of libertarian. It seems to me like it's the same thing with the Mises because, like, whenever I think of Angela McArdle, I don't think of the Mises people that are arguing on the Facebook pages. You know what I mean? Same with Dave Spit Smith. Same with uh, Todd Hagopian. And I don't know. I'm not familiar with the guy that won vice chair. But like all the people who actually won elections, they seem like really, 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 really mild Mises. They're not the ones that I see arguing in comments ever. Sure. Nor is any of the leadership really. Uh, shit. Hold on. So one thing really I still want to arguing in the comments and stuff are just kind of the fringe. Yeah, the vocal uh, minority. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, maybe actually, works. actually. They might not be the minority in this case, but they are the less important yet louder ones. Uh huh. So let me ask this, Will. Did you ever at any point encounter someone like being told how to vote or like told asking how to vote? Uh, not at all. No. I mean, here's here's what you're hearing about. So Mises Caucus is very strategic and they're not quiet mm-hmm. about it. It's not a secret, but they okay. have, you know, a discord and they have chat rooms and stuff. And they strategize and, and plan ahead of time of how they're going to vote what way. They had signs that said vote yes, vote no. The vote no had Bill Weld on it, and the vote yes had Ron Paul. So it was like a no-brainer, you know. So they're just – they they're have – they're well strategized. And uh, I don't blame them for that, you know. And uh, I don't think they tell people how to vote because in Oklahoma we had seven Mises members. And a lot of us voted against Mises in general a lot of times for things that we didn't agree with, like removing Whitney – and amending the agenda and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so I don't think people are actually being like, vote this way. But I think Mises Caucus says, hey, the Mises vote is this way. And you can do what you want with that information. So there are several states where Mises is very dominant. So Tennessee is the same way Oklahoma is. There's, there's Mises people, but it's not like super aggressive. It's not hyper pro or anything. 
Um, now, what I did encounter during convention was I heard someone say, I don't care. You guys bought my room. Just tell me how to vote. I heard that. Uh, talk about Mises, where Mises bought one of like 120 some rooms for convention. Uh-huh. So the other thing that I heard was, hey, if if you want to hang out, you need to vote this way or something like that along those lines. So I heard a little bit of like, like so as you walk around the convention hall, you will hear certain things. What you had also heard was, I swear to fucking God, if you vote anything that Mises does, I'll beat your ass. I heard like all kinds of shit. When when you just wander it around and people don't know that anyone's listening, uh, you'll pick up on some shit. So it it is interesting how some of the other states, like the larger states, have a interesting take on how Macy's does things. Um, it, it's weird. It is. I mean, I've some of the stories I've heard. Like there's there's going to be an expose that we're going to do on this network. There's going to be an article written about uh, someone who's leaving the Mises caucus who uh, had a really, really bad experience with it, like some really awful shit. And uh, but I'm not saying that Mises, like not everyone who's in Mises is bad. So here's the problem. It's all collectivist talk. It is it's fucking stupidly collectivist. I hate saying Mises members because then it adds everybody into a group. Not everyone's like that. Like we just established, the Oklahoma party has, what, seven Macy's members? Super cool people. Uh, the uh, guy who runs LPTN's uh, social media, fucking uh, dude's a Macy's dude. Super cool dude. He's not like, oh, well, you don't vote like us, so fuck you. He's a, he's a cool dude. So I just wanted to get clear that up, too, is that it's not everyone in this organization not everyone in the anti-Mises caucus is fucking insane, just like not everyone in the Mises caucus is insane, so. Hell yeah. That's exactly right, dude. I, I argued that, you know, when we were doing our regions and stuff, because they kind of tried to plan our region on caucus lines to avoid Mises caucus-dominated states. And it's like, no, like, you can't, you can't treat everybody as if they're just, like, a member of a group and as if they have, like, some kind of collective mind and, and personality. That's not how it works. We're, we're above that. We know better than that. Um, so yeah. good, good on you, man. And that's kind of what I tried to preach the whole time. And that's why if you are a libertarian and you vote along a caucus's lines entirely or along anybody else's influence, like shame on you. Because libertarianism is about individualism and free thought and thinking for yourself. And um, yeah, shame on any libertarian who lets anybody tell them how to how to speak their voice. Fuck yeah. What do you think, Braxton? Yeah, of course I agree with that. And um, yeah, there's no reason. I mean... Yeah, you do expect more from libertarians. There's no reason it can't be, you know, more chill. And, uh, you know, some stuff like, you know, I think that's kind of that goes along with the point of having a like a Mises caucus is like for them to say, well, this is how we think the vote should be and their members to decide whether or not like that makes sense. That's that's what they should do. That's kind of, sure. you know, but uh, but yeah, all the other stuff is absolutely ridiculous. And um, people I think it sounds like the people that are doing the wrong stuff, they just need to get a life. They just seem like they're uh, not the best kind of people, you know, in just everyday life. It's not just their politics. That's messed up. It just sounds like they're uh, not all there anyways. But um, what was fun about the convention? Well, I mean, the seeing everybody is fun, of course. Uh, I liked arguing about it. Hell yeah. You know, no, I liked, I, yeah. Seeing everybody was it, man. It's like, it's like, you know, you're Catholic. Did you go to, yeah, you went to Catholic church camp. So, you know, it's like, it's like fucking Mecca, dude. It's like yeah, all the dude. libertarians in one place. And there's so much energy because, you know, everybody in that room at least understands you to some extent and understand what yeah. you do. And that they're energized to take that fight back to their home states and to the streets, you know. Um, it just, it reminds you why you're there and it reminds you that you're not alone. A thousand freaking people piling into one room to talk about liberty and the future of this movement and this party. It's pretty fucking energizing and I bet. I got that to see. Nice. I got to meet so so. Look, I didn't care about the business stuff. I got to meet so many cool people. Like I know you said not the meeting people part, but so I got to meet a lot of people, and I got to see a lot of different viewpoints. That's fun. And like I said, it wasn't every state. It wasn't every group. There were some groups that were hyper fucking 
like cultish, super fucking culty. And I was like, what the fuck? Like they only walk together. Like they all travel in packs. It was weird. It was fucking weird. Anyways, so um, I got to see a lot of different viewpoints. So I met a couple of people who actually were libertarians who weren't super pro gun. They're like, I think we should have regulation. And I was like, oh, here we go. I got to have a conversation with them about it. And I loved it. Like that kind of shit really excites me. Like having people that can articulate a somewhat decent answer. Um, it was super cool. But they were you libertarians know, thought we should have gun control. They thought that there should be some limitations on it. I, I'm willing to hear it out. Like, I will hear anybody out for any argument, especially guns. You know, me, like, I mean, I, respect, bro. Bro. I would just stare at that person, like, for a long, long time. I respect you for having that conversation. I would, I, I would have it. that conversation in public, of course, but if I'm at a libertarian convention, it's like, dude, I paid to not talk to you for this week out of my face. Yeah, that's that's the all I mean. It's the it's the one on one conversations you get to have with people when no one's living. Mm-hmm. Um, like I will, I will have almost any conversation with anybody, right? Except for like you should be able to have seven children. Like I will fucking beat your ass. But um, like like those one on one conversations from people all over the fucking place is amazing. Speaking of amazing people, uh, I heard Nick's artwork got beat up. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah. country. It's really alleged. Phenomenal. I uh, he came and talked to me, and he he knew I was running for something, and I feel like that also just kind of solidified my Fed theory. He has blocked me on Twitter though, so maybe that's why he knows me. What were you running for? Labor commissioner. Oh, he knew about that. Yeah. Hmm. Strange, that right? Very fetty. Very fetish. Maybe. <laughs> fetish. I got a kink in my neck. All right. So I'm trying to think of what else was the coolest parts of this weekend. Like, it was just so fun. It was a great hotel. Um, So many celebritarians around, like too many, too many. Like all of them were there and it's like too many to talk to. You could stay busy talking to celebritarians all day. Dude. I mean, especially the. He had the ribbon to prove it. Yes. Eskimo said that she ran for the ice cream truck. I just want you all to know if you see me running, just understand two things. One, my gun is out of ammo. And two, there's something very big chasing me. So shit. Hopefully not a bear or or a some Mises feds. Member. Just kidding. Or a what member? A Mises caucus member. Since they're evil and all vote the same way and force you to vote a certain way. I'm just kidding. I mean, are you trying to force me to vote, Will? No. I'm not. I just feel like I feel like I want to. I don't know. I feel like I didn't see much of that. I know that there are a lot of people who are like a little who are kind of culty about it. Yeah, but in Oklahoma, I don't know. We're just chill, man. We just have the best party. We get along. <laughs> when John Wilford, who was running for secretary, gave his speech, he said, "I challenge everybody to find a libertarian near you who disagrees with you and shake their hands." And like the whole OKLP just like looked around at each other, like we just. I don't know what to do. We love each other. We all get along. We get shit done. Yeah. I look. I am one of those people who has bitched a lot about LPTN, but I will say this about Dave Jones: that dude does not rock the boat. It has been a very stable party since he's took over. Like, there's no arguing, no infighting, which is good. Um, it's been awesome, and uh, yeah. I mean, you gotta give you gotta give props to states like that, like Tennessee, Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma runs a damn good LP, especially with uh, Mr. Will at the helm. Honestly, uh, <laughs> all I do is there. like look like I'm at the helm. That is literally my job. I do the social exactly. media, and then I've got other people who like do everything else. Like our secretary, Sharice Norton, she like runs the whole show. She does all the legwork. Treasurer Todd Hagopian, who's now the LNC treasurer. I have it easy. You know, all I do is like pick up the microphone and talk when I need to, and it's lucky, lucky me. Man from heaven, it, really. Yeah. Uh, Todd, I didn't know Todd Agopian was from uh, Oklahoma. But, yes, man. sir. Technically, he's not from, from Oklahoma, Oklahoma, but he's been an Oklahoman for some time now. Yeah, he's from Michigan. Mm. Once again, is our bitch again. Just kidding. I saw that on a shirt once, though. An Ohio so, State shirt. Carol Ann is coming on the Lunatics podcast. That poor woman. I've been on Who's that Carol show. Ann? Carol Ann Harlow's? 
Carol Ann Carlos. Karen, it, he's spelled Karen Ann, but he's spelled Karen <laughs> It might be Karen Ann's, you know, like communist sister or something. Carol. Carol the commie. Yeah. Yeah, his talk speech was fucking fire. It was awesome. He's he he's does a have good, a way with words. He's a good politician. Yeah, he's a good campaigner and candidate. He's phenomenal. He's won a lot of votes in Oklahoma, and hopefully, he keeps running for stuff. So, speaking of Oklahoma, y'all have some amazing candidates like Natalie Bruno. If you want to help Natalie Bruno, you go to electnatalybruno.com. Oh, food. I think my neighbors are barbecuing. Sorry, go ahead. If you're having a seizure. You're having a seizure. It's what that is. You don't start hurt. That's a hard. Not attack. funny. I am epileptic sometimes. You <laughs> 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 literally said, "Oh my goodness." So, anyways, uh, you know who who else is awesome uh, from Oklahoma? Kenneth Pleasant. He is. He's a good guy. I wore him out for at convention. I kept saying, "What's up, North Texas?" And he'd go, "Fuck you." <laughs> That's awesome. I ran into him everywhere. Awesome dude, Kenneth. Great sense of humor. Uh, awesome dude. Super. You're running for smart. senator. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he looks like he looks like a George W. Bush redo, but he's a super smart dude. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna tell him you said that. That's fine. All right. You mean text him now? I'll text him. Text him. <laughs> Aww, oh, I wish, I wish, Eskimo. I wish that was the case. I would love Eskimo, has, Eskimo hasn't been here since you announced your engagement. I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't live with his mom anymore. He lives with his fiance now. Or his, True. Yeah, are y'all married now? It's Saturday. October. Oh, oh, it's that close? I thought it was October. Nah. Oh. <laughs> I think yeah. Will said he hopes he'll still be married in October. Is what you're thinking? <laughs> wow, yeah, that's true. I do, I do hope that. <laughs> oh man, I, I I wanted to say I wanted to tell you this, but uh, not at your wedding because that would just be a bummer. But uh, you know very well that I'm Catholic, so since you put me in your wedding, if you get a divorce, I'm not talking to anybody at the wedding ever again. It's going to be just <laughs> shunning to end all shunnings. Is that really how that works? That's not how that works, but. Uh, <laughs> Are you allowed to be in our wedding as a member of the Catholic Church? Uh, I can clear it with a few people. Okay, cool. Sister so, Margaret. And we're definitely going to sacrifice a few children at our wedding, so just make sure that's okay, and as long Wait. as that's fine. Well, I mean, whatever, whatever Wait. rocks Jason's boat. How how are we? What? How are you sacrificing children? Like, is it like or a cauldron? Like, it's like a cauldron. Okay. You heat it up with water. You throw like some rat's tail, some spice, some I don't know. <laughs> that got weird quick. My fault. My fault. <laughs> I'll, I'll take full responsibility. But no. Uh, well, says she married a Catholic man life. and converted him to be an Alaskan heathen. Nice. Well, I mean, yeah, you're the whitest native ever. So I mean, hey. wow. <laughs> Thanks, for um, like. I would like, hate for that I, one. He'd say something more offensive than I just said to take the heat off me. I appreciate that, bro. You're Thank welcome. You. I got <laughs> you, bro. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, any other LNC questions, Braxton? Have we filled you in on everything under the sun? We, on day two, we sacrificed a goat. Yes. Yeah, man. I think, you know, from what I saw on Facebook, um, if this makes any sense from what I saw on Facebook, I could kind of read between the lines. I kind of could imagine all the stuff I didn't see. And, uh, seems like a pretty neat deal. I think it's kind of odd that bootlegs a delegate and he votes noted everything, but at least he's voting as conscious and at least he's not really voting. So, I mean, I, I see it from all angles. If I was in the Tennessee LP, I would kind of be like, Hey, what the hell's up with that? But as an anarchist and, uh, just someone who doesn't like voting in general, I do respect it. So I got a lot of hate for it. Like they, they would text me like, where you at? I'm like, fuck you. They're like, fair enough. And they leave me alone. <laughs> I like it. It's like they know you. Do they have alternates um, who would like fill in for you? No. Like, well, see, I was voting. So, like, they couldn't replace me. I was I was there, but uh, I was already voting. And I was just like, ah, fuck this. I'm out. And then walk out. What do you think of Chris Thrasher with the whole Noda thing? Fucking Chris Thrasher is an awesome dude. I met him for the first time at fucking convention, and he was the only person I saw there. I was like, 
fuck, this dude's gonna eat me. Like, this dude's gonna beat my ass and eat me. I wanna meet him. Like, I walked straight up to him, like, what's up, man? And shook his hands and all that. Dude, dude's awesome. He's funny as fuck, too. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't hear his another thing. I heard it was good, but I didn't hear it. Well, I, that made me have one question. The, uh, and I mean, just give the length of an answer that how long you can stay for because i'm curious about the abortion plank thing because yeah i saw the fallout after was that planned was that already on the table to be changed or was that just hey now that we have new leaders we're gonna push this through and i want to know why what was the problem with the plank the the way that this the bylaws work is that you have to only receive 20 percent of the delegation vote to remove a plank and basically, whenever David Nolan and they wrote the party bylaws in, in 1971, they wanted planks to be easily removable because they wanted mm-hmm. bad things to be easy to take out. They felt like it was probably a little better if the libertarian message was more refined than more. Hang on broad. one second. One second. I just want to show you what I'm talking about because we have – that was a Mises push and yes. it was a part of the plan. Yes, they're, they're correct. So yeah. Both of them are? Now telling yep. you the mechanism of how the party could do it. That's what they needed to do. So really, it didn't even have debate, and it didn't need much. But the Mises Caucus was planning it for a very long time, and it was a big part of them coming to Reno. Uh, so okay. yeah, same okay. with the bigotry. Same with the uh, diversity bigotry plank thing. Well, because you know, my whole thing is because um, I think the not having an abortion plank, you know, kind of more or less, still accomplishes what the plank said, anyways. But exactly. I'm, but so anyway. I mean. I, yeah, I get, I get that, but at the same time, like, I don't know. What's the purpose of having a plank? It's kind of like let everybody know what you're about. So if you're just getting rid of planks left and right, which I'm not saying they are, or if you're kind of hiding planks just to be more attractive to different voters, like, doesn't that kind of defeat that purpose of having planks in the first place, though? So for people who don't don't understand, the, the, don't understand these planks are when you go to LP.org, and you go to who are we in a platform, those planks are what's on the platform. That's what we stand for, which is actually really interesting because a lot of other parties don't actually have that access to just change the platform. Um, Most of them are done at a much higher level. So in the LP, it is actually really interesting that we vote on what is and what isn't a part of our platform. Now, yes, it was part of Macy's plan to remove that plank. I heard about it early. I was like, I'm down with that. The other thing that was also pre-planned was the removal of the uh, we find bigotry, uh, what is it? Irrational and repugnant. Yeah, irrational and repugnant. Those are big words for Trump. Oh, is that why? Because uh, the party of D.C. added Karen Ann Harlos and said that they find her irrational and repugnant. Yes. yes. Oh, that's why. Okay, I knew that That was very specific wording. I see. So They've also done a few things that said, like, um, we find they, – they passed a resolution or they're going to vote on it Sunday, but it says we find the Southern Poverty Law Center irrational and repugnant. Because the SLP came out against Mises Caucus saying they're going to take the party hard right and call them a hate group. Um but gentlemen, I have to leave. I have a lot of errands to do, pre-wedding things right now for things. Uh, no sweep the leg, Johnny. No sweep the leg, Johnny. I got wedding shit tonight. But you guys are the best, and I'll see you next time when I have a different last name. Okay, bye. Well, so hey, we'll post tons of pictures, and we will share them here. And uh, good luck, Saturday, bud. We Not love you. Wedding. Congratulations, and uh, Jessica's a lucky woman. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you later. See you, bud. Hey, bro. Just the two of us. <laughs> we can fake it if we try to. Okay, so. Yeah, dude. Um, I'll uh, I'll try to take as many pictures as possible. Hopefully, I have someone else helping me. Um, because I'd love to put my speech on here and uh, yeah, hashtag Not a real wedding. Where's the hashtag? Where's the hashtag? Um, it was Anarchy Loop. Hold on, where's that? Ooh, ooh, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you're searching for. There's a hashtag in the comments. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would come in handy, huh? Hashtag Anarchy Loop. Oh. The LP is just basically Anarchy Loop. It warms you up to anarchy. That's true.
That's true. Hashtag anarchy. Guy on left and right. Hey, yo. <laughs> that mine. That's German for an eye on that. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you're right. Oh, dude, someone asked earlier uh, what you were drinking, and I was curious myself. Oh, uh, it is some Jim Beam apple. Yeah. It, it is reserved 20 minutes. Mmm. So. Classy. Mmm. It's a high dollar shit. Dude, I used to absolutely hate Jim Beam, but uh, I tried some of that Red Stag once, mm. and it's delicious. Like I thought, it like is. I thought it was for mixed drinks. Dude, you drink that straight. And uh, is apple the same way? Is it very tasty? Yeah, it's dangerously tasty. Um, the only time I've ever blacked out was on Jim Beam apple. Uh, it it drinks like spicy applesauce or uh, spicy apple juice, and then uh, next thing you know, you're out in the front yard screaming at your dog naked. So cool! And that's is. the only time you've blacked out. That's the only time I ever blacked out. Wow, dude! Is it in your genes? Like, what? What's your uh, ethnicity? Are you Scandinavian? Uh, no, I actually show. Uh, actually, she. Um, so my last name is French and German. But my great grandmother was full blooded Cherokee. Okay, I can see that actually. So, that makes that's why you're so tall and lanky, honestly. Well, natives were fairly short. Well, it depends on which tribe, surely, right? I don't dude. actually know. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely sure. Comanche, Comanche, Apache, Navajo, quite short. But the uh, civilized tribes, they were tall people. I, I absolutely guarantee you. I have a great great uncle. He's still alive. He's six foot eight. Yeah, so yeah, so the Cherokee might have been because my yeah, great grandmother was like six one, which was ginormous <laughs> for a woman. That is ginormous for like, a woman. Yeah, she was like a fucking Amazonian bitch. But, uh, <laughs> that is what that is. Yeah, but yeah, so like that's why he can drink. I'm Cherokee and can put out. I can out drink most people. Yeah, good luck Making with that. Sense, uh, there were people <laughs> that yeah, there were. <laughs> Okay, I'm talking. <laughs> the tree is by. I believe in the tree. I don't remember that movie. It's been a while since I watched it. Dude, they're putting I, it back in theaters. Yeah, there's a new one. Well, yeah, okay. So number two comes out in December. Avatar yeah. Two: Way of the Water. So they're putting Avatar One back into theaters uh, in September, so you can watch really? it on the big screen. Yeah, dude. Ooh, that was yeah. an awesome movie. Yeah, it was. Well, Super I mean. Trippy. You know, it's just Dances with Wolves and The Last Samurai. They just keep doing the same movie and changing the color of the people. Did you not know this? <laughs> have you seen Dances with Wolves? Yeah, you have. You just said you liked it. You said you've seen Avatar. Have you ever seen The Last Samurai? I, I guess so. Bro, it's it's absolutely the same plot. It is so, absolutely the same plot. There's not a different... There's no difference. So... Dude, have you okay. seriously not seen The Last Samurai? No. Dude, okay, Tom Cruise is in, like, an American... Uh, it's the American Civil War era, and he's, like, a captain in the American army, and he goes to Japan to train, like, the new Imperial Army, and they get in a skirmish with the natives, and he gets... He kills... Uh, he kills someone and he goes back and he lives with like his wife and kid and stuff like that. And he learns how to be a samurai and he's kind of like adopting that culture dances with wolves. It's a civil war guy. He gets like this way outpost in the middle of nowhere, kills this uh, native American gets kidnapped by this tribe, gets taken back, gets shacked up with his, the widow and, you know, ends up falling in love with her and all that. It's literally the same plot. They just, change the color of the people and i like it every iteration don't get me wrong i'm not saying anything bad about it i enjoy it every time you know what that you know what that sounds like what's that sounds like taxation originally only one group was in slavery now we all are they just changed the color to everyone well i don't know if there's ever a time when just one group was enslaved that's true that's true but yeah taxation is theft and slavery. We're all slaves to the tax farm. 
free range tax uh, tax cattle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was literally typing back to libertarian shit. Oh well, okay. Get your He's an auto mechanic. I'm a diesel mechanic. Bootleg is tall and slow. Has bad knees. Factual. He's two seventy. Actually, I lost a lot of weight. I'm actually down to like two thirty. Less weight and more muscle. Yeah, dude. So even Will was like, "Bro, you grow," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Do you put on muscle quickly? You do when I do. When you do what I do. What do you do? I do that thing you do. Do do. How you do that? How you do that there? With a needle in your ass. Oh, really? Yes. Not, okay, so not only are you doing androgynous hormones, but you're full-on needle. Yes. Cool, dude. You enjoying the ride? Oh, fuck yeah. It's amazing. Because, I mean, I know the difference between, and I'm not necessarily a fitness aficionado, but, I mean, I know the difference between, like, doing a dirty bulk, you know what I mean? And But I've never gone all the way down that rabbit hole, but uh, that's I'm glad. That's awesome. So there are ways to cut fat, and there are ways to gain bulk. Uh, and there's ways to do both. Um, Steven is being super creepy. Uh, Will is dead sexy. I want his abs. That's okay. I think the first time we hung out outside of the Air Force, I was literally eating, um, what are they? Cocoa Puffs off of his abs. 2% milk. J K. It's not, it's not uh, as funny. <laughs> If Will was still here, we would have played along with it, and that would have been even better, but I'm just trying to make Steven jealous. Oh, yeah, me too, at convention. <laughs> there you go. Sure, why not? You know what's really depressing? What's that? It's my boy, Will. I've been to a couple of events with him now. Hmm? You know how much time I spent with him? Um, dude, who are you talking to? Uh, I, I know, I know what it's like. I know it is depressing. I don't think I've spent more than uh, five hours with him. Uh, I don't know. It's been a few years now. Yeah, dude. He's like, "Hey, man, what's up? Give me a hug. Bye." I'm like, "Where are you going? Oh, the thing. Okay." Yep, <laughs> dude. I know. Who are you telling? Uh, I know. Love him to death, but God, man, he is fucking busy. I'm reading what Steven said too. I don't. You got I don't... toasted and walked off, bro. Toasted and walk off, bro. I'm trying to figure it out. Bootleg interested in promoter's license. That no. sounds like something an anarchist would not be interested in. No, I don't need another license. I got too many now. I got the one, and that's too many. Uh, let's see. He retired early to the Thursday. I'm still on the floor. That person's laughing. Get in line. Get Andrew, Steven Andrew, wait, get in line. Get in line for what? And that's it. Will Zabs, perhaps. Probably. Is there a line? Um, I don't know. I'd, I'll check the OKOP Discord. See, I've not seen an official line roster posted anywhere, but it might exist. Can we, uh, can we talk about all the, Starting a caucus, Will's Ab Caucus. It's not a bad idea. There is a Royal Green Caucus. There is a what Pepperdor Caucus. Oh, so the Royal Green. So I got I got bragged. Went to a super secret party. Uh, Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. And uh, it was a fundraiser for Smart Cohen and the You Are the Power Pack. Mm-hmm. Go check them out, by the way. That's uh, awesome. Um, I've seen Mr. Jack Casey, the author of the Royal Green, and this dude drove, walked the entire convention hall all weekend in a fucking cape. Like, Did he know? dork mode max. It was awesome. So, um, he, I gave him my copy of the Royal Green. I have yet to read. Got more booze stains on it than it does, like pages folded. But he wrote a really fucking amazing uh, 
thing on the front cover. Like he wrote it, dropped the book, and walked off. I was like, what the fuck was that? It's super moving. I'll have to read it one one day when I have the book near me. But that's uh, awesome, dude. Yeah, super custom. I also, and we're gonna put this up for auction when I get enough signatures on it. But I have a copy of Why Socialism Works, and it is just 150 pages of it doesn't. And Spike Cohen has signed it. Uh, a few other people have signed it. Uh, but basically, when I get every single page filled, uh, we will auction it off for either you are the power or for some other charity. And uh, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's, I'm looking forward to filling up every page with, like, I need to, I might, what I might do is start sending it to people. I can't talk, so we, I got her info. Um, uh, I might send it to Larry Sharp. I was thinking, uh, Larry, that's awesome. Was he at the convention? No, I didn't. Well, he might have been. I don't know. I didn't see him. There's a lot of people that were there I, that I know that I didn't see, so I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Anywho, uh, anything else, Braxton? It- no, I don't think so, man. I was, uh, I, I don't know if, I think you were gone when Will said before the show, I've not even talked to him about convention. Uh, so I've been waiting to hear the laurels, and uh, that's awesome, man. Well, I mean, even though it wasn't completely awesome, it was awesome, and it's awesome to hear about it. I would much rather shit in my hands and clap than do that again, but I'll probably do it again in D.C. in 2024. <laughs> so. Yes, sir. I believe it. Sounds about right. If you'll be in the D.C. area in uh, 2024, the entire year. Anyways, ladies, gentlemen, turtles, potato chips, and Apache helicopters. Um, it's a time of night. We gotta go. Uh, I've got other things in my life to deal with. Braxton, uh, he's gotta go terrorize children at the local park. So, uh... <laughs> he left. Hi here. Bye, everybody. Don't forget to go to all the places Redemption Tactical, like Natalie Bruno, Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. Find us, buy our stuff, merchandise, sweatshirts, hoodies. Tell your friends and your neighbors and your grandmas. Tell your grandma. Cornhole partners. Tell everybody. Tell, tell your plug. Listen. Yeah, tell your If you plug. listen tell to this guy. podcast and you do drugs that's a great audience for us. They're probably a libertarian and they don't know that they're a libertarian. So tell your drug dealers, not a real podcast.com. Also, uh, tell the guy you're pissing next to at the urinal. Just like, Hey man, check out my real podcast.com. Like, Oh, fuck yeah, like man. That. When I put my dick up, I'm like, that's gorilla advertising right there. I like it. Monkey Fox 2022. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Braxton, you know, I really retain, bro. See you later, bud. Night.